you're listening to Playing Karate in the Garage. She's only for the name we're doing. Hey. Hi, everyone. Pretty nice day today. It's Sunday 27th? No, Sunday... Well, what, what's even the date of today? Is it the 24th? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> There's a lovely Sunday right in front of the water. Bring you live our next episode of uh, Playing Karate in the Garage. On this episode, we're going to be discussing... Um, a few things that we have been discussing with our listeners. Once again, if you have any questions, don't forget to post them on our, on our Facebook page and we will do our best to answer them. Or if we can't answer them on the spot, we will research it and then get back to you with the information on our next episodes. Today we're going to be talking about uh, one of the things that I'll be talking to is uh, diet and how that affects your mood and um, other symptoms, certainly as such as you know, anxiety, depression. All right, so we have a we've got a question, mm. don't we? Yeah, but uh, we've been we're just gonna be waiting on that question to come through through Facebook. Yeah, and then we'll be we'll be doing our best to answer it. Okay, now you are asking me something about cooking in oils. Yes, yeah, I think you know we'll save that until the full question comes through, and then we'll be able to answer it. We can talk about it right now if you want. I don't want to. Oh, fine, <laughs> then. Don't to talk the about it, then. Fine. <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about today? Well, there's been a lot of a, a lot of discussion and a lot of talk um, over suicide and depression. Uh, probably roughly two weeks and a half ago, or yeah, or probably even going on to three weeks, we lost a, a comedian, an actor, Robbie Williams. Yeah, that's right. Who was in you know in a lot of good movies that I grew up watching. I'm sure that you grew up watching them as well. And um, you know he's a comedian, a funny guy. No one would have ever thought or imagined that he was suffering from uh, depression, and that he always felt alone and lonely. Now, a lot of times, the way that we deal with depression, anxiety you know, in a modern society and with a modern medicine is just to medicate people. Medicate people if that doesn't help them. If the case gets too extreme. They just get isolated and put in a, in a facility to sort of, you know, rehabilitate them. That not only does it make them worse, but it doesn't help them at all. So I think everything should start off with a nice clean diet to sort of detoxify your body away from all of those toxins that you're getting from your daily, you know, with our daily diet. I completely agree with you there. Yeah. And there's, you know, the sort of, as an example, cashew nuts. They're considered to be one of those happy foods because they do help you, you know, with your mood. They do help you with things other than just onto your, onto, to make your body a bit healthier physically, but they do help with your mental state as well. Yes. So food's an interesting thing. A lot of us neglect the fact that what we put into our bodies results in everything. It's our fuel, it's our nutrition, it's our, well, how we, are able to get all those bits and pieces that a body cannot produce by itself. When it comes to things like cashew nuts and the essential fatty acids, things like omega-3s and 6s and all that, our bodies our bodies can't... See, now you're being really annoying. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm just trying to help him make it, uh, make it more, more comfortable. Don't worry. Oh. Okay, he's just adjusting his seating position, but it's just really irritating. Anyway, yeah, just continue. Just back to this. Just, just continue. <laughs> back to this. So, 
we all these fatty acids, <laughs> well, these essential fatty acids, we can't actually produce them in our own bodies. So we need to get them from our diet. Exactly. So, what was I talking about? Everything that we take in affects the way that we think, the way that we perceive life. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. But anyway, things like, here's a funny thing. We produce vitamin D through the cholesterol or dehydrocholesterol in our skin. We That reaction cannot happen unless there is activation or photoactivation in this case, you know, from the sunlight, the UV rays, UVB rays. Now, if um, it's like with this, all this sort of stuff, all these interactions with nutrients, vitamin D has a direct correlation to serotonin. Mm-hmm. Serotonin affects our mood. It's the, you know, the happy hormone. Vitamin D itself is a hormone. And it's easy for us to say, yeah, supplement, supplement, supplement. Because this is why I think, oh, yeah, well, you know, we, we've got vitamin D in our supplement stack. We have fish oil in our supplement stack. What we don't realize is this actually helps with our mood as well. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a diet rich in seafood. If we did, we wouldn't need to be wasting our time supplementing. So it's always the first thing I would always go to is the source itself. Why would you waste time having an appeal what you can have as a food, as a, as a complete source, complete whole source that your body processes and digests naturally? You get all these nutrients that you need that work synergistically with the other nutrients that are already present in the food to help you with the absorption. And, oh yeah, we're talking about diet and eating clean. Yeah, so... I am currently on a great seafood diet. <laughs> you seafood and you eat it. <laughs> exactly. That. But, you know, it's a bit like when you eat crappy food. The, ba- the most basic way to describe it. Like, yeah, like uh, I remember last weekend I ended up at, um, at a Chinese restaurant. I'm not going to name any names. And I was there for Yamcha. Great food. I ate, you know, till I dropped. And afterwards, the grease was coming out through my sweat. That's right. Like, you could see how greasy my skin felt, you know, in my face. And you would think that all interacts. So, you end up getting, your skin ends up reacting to the food that you eat, so then your confidence drops. And that, in effect, will influence your, your emotional and mental well-being. So, it all goes hand in hand. What you put into your body does matter. And if you are, if you guys are hearing a bit of um, weird noises around us... Is because we're on location. Yeah, we're on location. <laughs> nice, beautiful waterfront view. We've got helicopters and annoying people walking by, so bear with us. But enjoy, enjoy the, the sounds of nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, helicopters, nature. But yeah. yeah, well, it's nature in season. All right, so diet. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things that it's easy for us to go, oh, look, it's okay. I'm only going to have a, a slice of pizza or this or that. One one thing will lead to another, and it's a cascade effect. And I bet you there are a lot of things that you'll eat normally during your day, which you'll excuse. Those things add up. So for now, it's a it's a bit like right now with us not eating gluten and avoiding wheat, and saying rather than saying, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll excuse myself and have some toast," 
I go, no, I just don't eat, I don't eat wheat. And that way I put myself into a category where this, it's not as if, oh, I'm not allowed to eat wheat. It's not, I just don't eat it. It's just not in my diet. And if someone asks you, I will, yeah, I want to protect my gut lining. That's why. But hey, it's up to me what I choose to eat. And the same reason why I don't eat pork because it's just not healthy. So it's, and it's not as if, you know, um, oh, I'm, I'm dying to have it. I just simply don't have it. And that's a mindset we need to change. Mindset's more your area. But I noticed that with this whole idea of gluten and wheat, if I remember, you know, I, I used to love my pastries and my nom-noms, but then it's somehow it's been easier to not eat wheat just by simply saying, I don't eat wheat. It's just not in my, in my food thing my food spectrum so rather than saying i'm not allowed to eat it now that little word game is enough just make it simple on the other hand i know my falling is that i always say oh i cannot resist chocolate or i can't resist sugar and as a result i end up eating heaps of sugar anyway that sugar's a bit you know and see i'll justify by saying well sugar's an addiction well really maybe if i change my mindset at this stage i don't really feel like doing it Gluten's different. Gluten, I have that, um, I've, you know, the real desire to get out of my diet. But no, I've accepted how much damage it can do. What do you think? I totally agree with you on that <laughs> one. And now that you were, that you were talking a bit of, uh, a bit about the mentality behind all this, I just remembered one of the great new programs that one of our sponsors is uh, about to launch. Oh, we have And sponsors. that was the Mind and Body. That's right. By what Latina can you tell me about that? Blast. All right. So Mind and Body by Latina Blast <laughs> is... Hello to our sponsors, by the way. We always forget them. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all about incorporating... A, I don't want to give too much information because it's meant to be the new program. And so yeah, but new know. program, you know, there needs to be a bit of excitement. Yeah, there is it. definitely excitement. It's all about reconnecting and uh, core strength, but also it's... It's taking the best of core strength programs and meditation and putting it all into one without the, you know, frou-frou, the whole frou-frou side of yoga. You know I don't like yoga. Hey, I'm announcing it publicly. I don't like yoga. Whatever. Get over it. Yeah, so it's it's basically unfrou-frou-frying yoga. That's my new word now. So it's exciting, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Shout out to our sponsors, Latino Blast. All right, let's get back to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, good. Yeah, I think there's going to be definitely a lot of people that are interested in that because there's always been a lot of emphasis on the physical side of, of fitness, but there hasn't been a lot of uh, on the mental side of it. Yes. And these days, you know, there's a lot more awareness and a lot of more information about the connection that your body and that your mind have because they're yeah. not two. They're one entity altogether. What affects your, your, your mind is going to affect your body and vice versa. So, you know, it's really, really important that uh, there's an emphasis on looking at, uh, at those two, not as two, but as one unit. So with programs, with uh, supplementation and everything else, and there's been a big boom on supplementation that is aimed towards your mind rather than your, than, than your body. Nootropic. Yeah. Yes. Very because beforehand, now. it was all the focus on your body, and that's all that it was. But you know, you cannot have a healthy body if you not if you do not have a healthy mind. 
Yeah, so I'm a little bit skeptical with the entire HD tropics at the moment. I think I think yeah. it's something new. Yes, it's a new area, so there's a lot of you know new trial and error. Yes, some of them are fantastic. Are I mean, we've we've trialed quite a few which we love. Um, then again, yes, it is an unknown. Well, it's not unknown. I mean, a lot of these do have clinical trials, and these people have really put a lot of effort into studying. However. My concern is that it's going to go down the line of um, a more commercial vitamin supplements. And those, you know, those crappy multivitamins that have 0.1 of a microgram <laughs> of zinc or whatever it is. It'll be a zinc complete product. And because it has, you're shoving so much stuff into one tiny little pill, do absolutely nothing. But also, they're using the cheaper forms of the, the mineral oh, or whatever it is. Yeah, so the example is um, magnesium. Now, magnesium. Yes, magnesium is a big, big important thing. It is in our supplement stack, and we're big, you know, we favor it. Magnesium, as you've already discussed, pretty much does or has an, uh, a hand in almost every, all different types of chemical reactions in our body. If if I was to say, oh, what does magnesium do? Well, just like you told me last time, magnesium is for your muscles. It goes deeper than that. Magnesium does have a lot of benefits cognitively, digestively, for every function in your body. So the thing with magnesium, though, is we'll supplement and we'll find that you go to a supplement shop and there's just so many different so many different types of magnesium available. And you go, oh, wow, this one's on sale. It's $2. Okay, no, $2. It's, it's $8 on sale. And then you'll see... Um, a competitive brand saying, oh, we have organic magnesium and it's $30. And you go, well, I'm just going to buy the cheap one because I don't care, I need magnesium. Turn it over. Next time you buy magnesium, just do this for me. Have a look at what it what it is. Now, with all the research I've done, the, the chelated form, or chelate or chelate, however you want to pronounce it, is the form that I would always recommend. The absorption is higher and also you will not have the same... Well, you will not have as much um, uh, bowel movement <laughs> results. Magnesium, what it does, it does stimulate your bowels. Now, I would say the hell away from magnesium oxide. Absorption is low. It's going to give you the runs, if, especially if, you, if your dosage is slightly, you know, if your dosage is high enough for you to absorb what you need, you're going to get the runs. And it's not worth buying an inferior product. There's a couple of brands that we recommend just because we we like it, and we found that you know it might. Uh, there's a couple that say organic magnesium, and we've turned it over. And we've seen that it's you know chelated form, and we've gone for that. So it's worthwhile investing in what works with your body, and what is going to work. So there you go, a little tip on buying magnesium, everybody. And just another note on that: uh, any product that we that we review. Or that we recommend over here in the podcast is something that we have tried for ourselves and we know that it works. Definitely. So let's just quickly go into it. <clears throat> in our um, supplement stack, we've got fish oils. Now, we're very careful to buy fish oils that don't have any sort of soy add oil added to it. We've got vitamin D. We've got uh, magnesium. And what else do we add to our supplement stack? Uh, carnitine? Oh, that's different. Oh, though. glucosamine? 
we haven't discussed that yet. Oh no, <laughs> we will. We will get there. And our vital greens. Oh, our vital greens. Oh yeah. So, oh, I think that's a. We let us say those names. It's the actual name of the product. We are sort of recommending it because we know that it works. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Like, I, I totally have faith in my bottle greens. Yeah. So, for you, what benefits have you seen? Uh, see, normally due to the due to, due to the nature of my life, I don't always have time to have, you know, my greens or my fruits. So, a lot of times I'm feeling a little bit run down and I can get a little bit dry, dry skin and all that. So, you know, I'm not having enough... Um, enough fruits, enough fresh veggies and the whole lot. But whenever I have my bottle greens, I feel a little bit fresher. You don't get that in your skin as much. So yes. for you, everything comes out in your skin. Yes. Which I think is, well, for me, I think is good. For me, that's, you know, like like an indicator. Yeah. Like, you know, for the last few days, I've had a bit of a cold sore. Now, I develop cold sores if the weather's too hot, if uh, if there's a, a change in, you know, cold and, cold and, warm, cold and warm weather. Yep. If it's all of a sudden change, or if I'm highly stressed. So basically, that's a warning indicator. You develop a cold sore in reaction to either a mental or a physical stress in the form of temperature change. Yes. Okay. Which is cool. Which is cool because I know it sucks to get it, but then again, you have a you have a method of monitoring your your stress levels, and it's one we discussed this before. Now, for you, it's good. You know, your your stress levels will come out, you'll you'll get a cold sore and straight away you'll know. Start falling back or start assessing what you're doing in life and then usually you tend to you do quite good in that respect. Now, unfortunately in my case, I don't have that outward I probably do have an outward Yeah, I just I'm not aware of it. So what's happened over time and I reckon this is the the problem with the majority of females where they won't necessarily have that outward symptom yet they'll end up having internal problems and the stress or the long-term stress will cause problems to hormones adrenal function digestive function and all in all that just screws everybody up it on the long term it affects things like fertility it affects your, your entire life so it's it's maybe worthwhile that you know i have a look at my external symptoms and do or sort of work out sort of what your body does. Yeah, work out what exactly. Does. And I think we all we all deal with those things uh, differently, and we all have different warning signs. A lot of times, people have uh, old injuries. So if you are um, stressed or if you're if you're being a bit run down, you will start feeling that old injury will just come to the surface again. So I think it's always very important to monitor how your body is reacting. Yeah. Now, and be on the lookout for those warning signs. Here's an interesting thing. Physical activity in the form of exercise is stress. And did we have a question from someone asking whether to train in the morning or night? Yes, we did. Okay. All right. We're on top of this now. <laughs> Getting back to our questions. So straight up, I'd say train in the morning. Now, everyone has a different reason. My own reason for training in the morning is stress, if your adrenal functions are normal, stress releases cortisol. Now, cortisol is what, what gets you into that, that fight or flight, that wake up, I'm ready to go mode. And I always think if you wake up, the first thing you do is exercise. 
it really wakes you up. That keeps you going throughout the day. So that at night time, as your cortisol reduces throughout the day, your melatonin levels rise and that puts you to sleep naturally throughout the night. If you train at night, might not happen to everybody, but the idea would be your cortisol levels would be high and you'd be on that go, go, go all night. You wouldn't be able to get to sleep as much. So for that reason, I think training in the morning is good. If you're going to do, if you're after fat burning and fat loss and all that sort of stuff, cardio, and you insist upon doing cardio, um, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach while you're still in ketosis. <clears throat> that's my, let's say, that's my recommendation. But, you know, take it or leave <clears throat> it. Do the research if you don't believe me. That's the best way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we're answering questions. Yeah. I have um, a question over here that's come through from Amang. So he's a long-time lurker, first-time poster. Oh, right. I like those. So recently I have been lazy and been having more fried breakfast as opposed to oats or something. It, it didn't really bother me as I was frying in olive oil. So generally when people use the F word, and I think he's implying frying, <laughs> frying it already, um, they associate it with being unhealthy. So his thoughts were... Though, you know, there was that all-time notion where fry in fats and lards. So, basically, his mm. question is, he's just curious as to frying and the, and the various oil options available and the health benefits. So, I thought we were talking about this today. Hey, but the question's here, <laughs> so <laughs> might as well tackle it. All right. This is a good one. I'm going to go into a little bit of chemistry, not too much. But... Yeah, because I remember we briefly touched mm. oils and mm. about processing and the whole thing. But, yeah, by all means. All right. So let me just try to remember my, my good old organic chemistry stuff. It's bear with me if I forget a few holes in my memory. Now, fats, fats are funny. <laughs> fats are great. Fats are for everything. Um a basic structure of what we would consider as a fat would have, okay, consist of carbon atoms and hydrogen atoms. So the basic way to think about it is a carbon atom has four little, four little hooks to hook onto something. And a hydrogen atom has only one hook. So usually a carbon atom will hook onto four hydrogen atoms. That, does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Done. So now you have, um, these carbon atoms will be in a long chain. So it'll be a carbon atom connected to another carbon atom, to another, you know, there's all these little hydrogens on the outside and all that sort of stuff. What happens when you go into your, your saturated and monounsaturated and all that sort of polyunsaturated stuff? Now, an unsaturated fat is where you have a double bond. So those little hooks, so you have two little hooks of the carbon connected to two little hooks of another carbon. And so they've only got less places they've only got two places of hydrogen each do you get what that means mm -hmm. so you know you have a long chain of carbons and on the end you have one carbon group and three hydrogens that's the had to finish it off um that's your methyl group don't worry i'll explain that another day and on the other hand you have like a hydroxyl group i'll explain that another day it's just way too much chemistry for you guys but all you really need to know is that you have a double bond so if you have only one double bond so you have one place, one carbon atom that has two hooks connected to another uh, carbon atom, and then you've got you know, less places for hydrogen. 
it's it's a very strong bond, but it's called um it's called a mono yeah. one mono unsaturated fat. Um, if you have more than one of these double bonds in your long chain of carbon atoms, it's called a poly unsaturated fat. You get what I mean? So you have more than one double bond. It's poly, so it's many, um, and mono is one. So if you trans fats are a little bit more complicated, and it's more about how the chemical structure of the hydrogen atoms are. That's all. That's all it is. There's nothing special. Um, so the whole myth in the past has been, okay, we wish to have many of these polyunsaturated fats because when these double bonds break, they'll go in, they'll hook onto other fats and draw it out. Like, I don't know. It's some sort of weird-ass sort of theory. But polyunsaturated fats, you know, things like omega-3s and stuff, they're great for us. They're fantastic. They do good things. However, here's the thing. You cannot heat it because when you heat or when you heat it past its boiling or burning point, it's going to oxidize. It's going to connect with something else. And that's something else, you know, the, the double bond will break. And that placeholder is not going to connect to another carbon atom. It's going to connect to usually oxide or something else that's not, that it shouldn't be connecting to. And that's going to cause it to go off, or go rancid. So you hear about burning fats. And those polyunsaturated fats are very easy to burn because there's many double bonds. Now, saturated fats are quite stable because they're all, all, you know, it's like a long, long chain of carbon to carbon to carbon. All, you know, and every, every place has been taken up. There's no double bonds. So, you know, basically, its, high, it's boiling point is going to be a lot higher. Or it's burn. sorry, I call it a burning point, not a boiling point. Its burning point is a lot higher. Now, coconut oil has a very, very high burning point. That's why it's considered the best fat to fry in. I cook in coconut oil. I love, mm-hmm. I love the stuff. Best fat. Extra virgin olive oil has many, many double bonds. So as soon as you heat it past a certain point, it's going to go off. It's going to burn, go rancid. It's not going to be the type of fat that you want in your body. So whatever you do, please do not cook with extra virgin olive oil. You have your regular olive oils to cook with. And, all right, I'm, you know, I... I have mixed feelings. I think the the burning point is still too low for my liking. I would avoid cooking with it. I'd rather cook with butter and, and coconut oil. So that hopefully I haven't got into too much. I don't go into that much hard science, even though you give me funny looks. <laughs> I'm trying to explain the best way that I can without drawing. See, this is this is an art now. I'm expressing my science through words. You know what we can do? Yeah. We can probably post something on our Facebook page. Let's just give everyone a, a chemistry quick, lesson and burn and boil them even more. A, a quick little little drawing, just explaining it. Yeah, the, like coconut oil has to be one of my favorites too. Mm. It's a saturated it's, fat. Yes, it's not the best smell though. Oh, it smells great. What's what's wrong with uh, you? It smells like coconuts. Yeah, I've, I'm wearing <laughs> coconut oil right now. Yeah, but after you've That's been frying good. on it for a while, yeah, not the best. Really? Yeah, but but it's, it's still good. It's no, I have it for healthy reasons. I and like with coconut it. Coconut oil, you can even have it on its own. Which, a lot yeah, of times. which we do. We um, there's been like, times I when use you're it starving. with my coffee. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we use it on coffee. But there's been times when you'll be absolutely starving. Have a tablespoon of coconut oil. Good times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. I love so that you stuff. Say, yeah. Well, it's more the fact that we've grown up in a society where this idea of saturated fats have been. It's a big myth. It's a massive myth, and 
what it, what it was, the whole reason behind it is when they initially did these studies for heart disease and they looked into saturated fat or the diets of people to cause these issues, they um they were only able to to measure the fact that when heart disease increased, it would it had a correlation or had a, another similar increase to to cholesterol and, and saturated fats. Now, from what I've read and from my research heart disease or, or the blockage of your arteries through cholesterol and stuff, it's caused by inflammation. Now cholesterol comes in as like some, cholesterol comes in as a helper. And what happens is then cholesterol gets blamed. You know, it's like being, can you imagine if there was an accident and you're the first person to arrive on the scene and you're just there trying to help, but then someone blames you for the accident. Well, that's what's happened here. You, they've blamed cholesterol and saturated fats when all it's done is try to protect the body and uh, respond to an inflammatory response. It's being a natural reaction yes. in protecting the body. So that's what it is. And we blame saturated fats. Now, think about it from a common sense point of view. If you're eating bullshit saturated fats that come from these God knows what sources, these um, synthetic sources, let's say, for instance, you ha you're refrying, uh, in a, a crappy, a crappy oil, you're having like, you know, hot chips, or you're having a deep fried Mars bar. Damn, you're gonna get, you're gonna get fat, and you're gonna get really sick. No shit about that. But if you're having these, if you're keeping it unprocessed, you're having raw, unprocessed, natural, cold pressed coconut oil. Hey, I think I know what's gonna make me sick and what's not. And unfortunately, when these studies have been conducted, there's been no definition of what of what saturated fats have been used so they they lump saturated fats all into one category which is just just bullshit it's a bit like and a lot of people do this a lot of scientists do this they have an outcome they want to achieve and if they don't achieve it they won't release the results but when they do achieve those results let's say they will achieve let's say i've, I've found um i've done an experiment i know that i want i want this light to go green well what might happen is the light might go green because there's been cellophane over it. And I'm like, oh, the light's gone green. But fuck, I covered it in cellophane first. So it's not a real result. But still, they'll post it as a real result. And most people will read these studies. And of course, we're sifting through chemical terms and all these complex terms. We've got no idea what half this stuff means. And we see conclusion, oh, this correlated with this. We go, oh, we take it. We take the word for it. We go, man, they found this. This green light's on. Fuck, it's on. But, hey... We couldn't understand the fact that there's been cellophane taped over it. It's the same thing here. So, what were we talking about? Fats. Oh, yeah. I got a little passionate there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was a lot of information there, which is good. Yeah, so basically, frying coconut oil. Do that. Um, all your, all your unsaturated, yeah, unsaturated oils. Remember them are natural, yeah? Keep them raw. Keep them, um, things like avocado. Don't cook avocado. Don't cook in extra virgin. Anything that's unsaturated, don't cook in it. Try to use it as it is. And if you are going to buy coconut oil, here's the guide for you guys. Uh, cold pressed, extra virgin. Unrefined. That's what you're looking for. Those are the terms. Unrefined is the key word here. Yeah, unrefined. That's unrefined. it. And um, try and find a health food store because I've seen the prices of Woolies and Coles and they tend to be more expensive than at their health food store. You mean like a discount sort of health food shop? 
sort of thing for something where they sell organic food. Usually I would recommend one where I buy my stuff, which is down in Bondi, Bondi Junction. I can't remember the name of it, but you will, you will find it if you do a little bit of a, a little bit of a search. Yeah. So what about for our international listeners who've got no idea what's going on? So our recommendation is watch out for your big supermarket chains because they'll try to sell you <clears throat> a lower quality product yes. for for a higher price. Correct, because hey, natural and organic and unrefined are buzzwords now. Yes. So. Please read the labels properly. And if you're not sure, turn it over. And even if you're not sure, go to the link. Go to the website. Get as much info as you can. Check out reviews. What you put into your body does matter. Yeah, and that's the thing that, you know, a lot of people fail to to realize that this is the only body that you have. So you need to be really careful on what you put in it. Like the sort of petrol, the sort of fuel that you put on your on your car. You're not going to put orange juice on your petrol tank. You know, that's an interesting thing, right? People will go, and I use premium in my car, and I know you use premium too. We'll, I have no choice. Yeah, but, but see, that's <laughs> the thing. We say that we have no choice, right? We say that, but then it's like the same people will go and will have a, a deep-fried meal, and you go, hold on a sec, you're just putting like this bullshit 10% ethanol crap in your in your system. And you're expecting to output what? Like you expect your 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 whole system to run perfectly in ten years? Really? You know. And as far as we know, okay, we put premium into our car. It's gonna clean our engines. Gonna make it more efficient. We're gonna have it running nicely for a longer time. Fuck! Why don't we do it to our bodies? Why do we put our bodies through this? And it's so easy to forget that we'll see something that looks pretty. It's packaged. It looks great. Appetizing. Smells nice. And we'll think, oh, that, that smells freaking awesome. And you've got substances like carrageenan in it, which is a carcinogen. Like, really? You want to put that shit in your body? Just because it's got 30 grams of protein in it doesn't mean it's good. So, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting concept. And once again, it's the whole idea of mindset. You see something and you go, wow, do I really want to be, you know, just try this exercise next time. You're out, you're going, you're going for dinner or whatever it is, and you're thinking about what to eat, try to break the food down into its base parts. And if you can't do that, just think to yourself, would I be putting crappy fuel in? Like, Let's say you've got a good car and you want to maintain that car for a long time. Just consider, would you be putting crappy fuel into that car? And then, then relate it to what you're doing now at the table. Just a little exercise for you guys. Exactly right. I totally agree. But I think sometimes it's easier to choose good fuel because you only have two or three options. Whereas when you go to have dinner or something, you have a lot of options and it becomes a bit, a little bit more difficult to choose the healthy one. True. So I think there needs to be a bit more information, a bit more guides. Well, let me sort of, you know, bring that back a step. Bring it up a notch. Mm -hmm. The thing is that there is too much information. So one gets confused out there. Okay. So many diets and so many uh, ideas of different people that are all putting out there. So there's a bit of an information overload. So what do you suggest? I suggest the best way to approach it, do your research, of course, mm. and do a bit of trial and error. See what works with your body. Agreed. Because everyone has a different system and diets like, have been published because they work. Like, see, this is what I like when I do my coaching. 
as mm. you know, I coach martial arts, and especially in one of the arts that I teach, which is your, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a very technical martial art, which takes 90, 98% of it is all based on the ground, the ground fighting. So you really need to be technical and you need to be able to, to shift your weight effectively so that you always have good balance. Now, a lot of times, the way that I train my clients is showing, telling them to play with it because your body is different than everyone else's. You're heavier, you're lighter, you're taller, you're shorter, you're softer, you're harder. It's all different. So you need to be able to play that game of trial and error and discover what works for your body. Same thing like for 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 a diet, you should be using the same the same approach. Exactly. So, like I was saying before, with these diets have been produced because they've worked for someone. Now, Atkins, Primal, whatever it is out there, they work for that person. Might not necessarily work for you. You might need to tweak bits here and there, and yeah, figure it out and then do it. Just just. <laughs> just on that note, it's something yeah. that happened to me, you know, a couple of months ago at the gym. A lot of guys, you know, when they they like to try these big bodybuilding programs that they find in bodybuilding magazines or on the internet, and then they think that they're gonna have the same results, mm. and then they are disappointed when they don't reach the same results. So you're telling me because... I'm not gonna look like the rock? If exactly right, and, oh. and that was exactly who this guy that I was talking to in the gym. He was following the rocks program. And then he was saying, yeah, but, you know, he's been following this program and look at his size and he gained this and that. And then I said, okay, first of all, in the leg section over here, there's no squats. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to say anything, but without your squats, which is sort of, you know, your king of a lot of exercises, you're not going to get neither a strength or size, no matter what you do. So (laughs) after a couple of weeks, he came back to me and he said to me, you know what, that program was bullshit. I think they lied. Nothing worked. I didn't <laughs> get see, any gangs or nothing. the bullshit thing, like, right? Hey, well. <laughs> the Rock has done all the hard, hard yards anyway. So. <laughs> exactly right. But the thing is, I see, genetically, once again, you know, we're talking about the Rock here. Yeah? Mm. He's got great genes and he's a professional. He gets a lot of supplements. <laughs> if you get what I mean. So, you know, you cannot compare yourself to... To someone else and you cannot yes. have a generic program when it comes down to programming and getting an exercise program or a diet plan it has to be tailored to you just like clothing if you're a male when you go there and when you're buying a suit you need to get fitted because you need to get something that looks good on you completely right i mean that's why yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's why you know a lot of times the only person that you are competing against is the one that's looking back at you when you're looking into a mirror very profound <laughs> and that's the only person <laughs> i think that you know for a lot of aspects of your life that's the way that you need to look at it the only person responsible for your happiness only person re- responsible to see whether you succeed or you don't succeed with with a lot of things diet including or fitness is the person looking back at you in the mirror it's very easy to point fingers at other people and tell them oh because of this or because of that anyone can do that Taking ownership of you, of your things, that's all up to you. Of course, there's a lot of people that you know they will get a lot of more breaks than you do, but it still should not should not get you off track. Which is no, my should, two cents. You know what? Hey, 
I reckon if you if you have a a struggle when you get to your goal, it's going to be that much more rewarding because you know that you've passed all these obstacles, and these people who've gotten that break, hey, they might not have been able to to succeed with these obstacles in place, but you did it, so it's great for you. Like last night, I was watching a great documentary on bodybuilding. It was sort of, uh, have you ever seen that Pumping Iron documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, Arnie, yes. And all the classic bodybuilders. I've never watched it, but... Fantastic I, doco, fantastic. Yeah, but I sort of have an idea of what a, of what the documentary is about. So there's a modern version of that documentary with all the current bodybuilders of these days. I think it was in 2013. I can't remember the name of it, but there was... uh, Something iron. Yeah, but there were some big names like um, Kai Green. um, Who else was there? The the current winner of the 2012... IBFF. The pro. The the, 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 the the Miss Olympia. The Miss Olympia, exactly. Yeah, and there was a lot of big names there. And basically, in the documentary, it just followed all the guys that were all going to be competing for the title of Mr. Olympia. It just followed the, the preparation camp and everything that went behind it. And you sort of got to see behind the scenes how much work, both physically and mentally, it took them to get to that stage. Definitely. It was but, actually, but, it's but a for, very good yeah, documentary. But for them, there was all about ownership. There was nothing about, you know, pointing fingers and blaming this and that for for any shortcomings that they had. It was all up to them and they were very, very strict on the training, on the diet, on the supplements. It was a lot of work, but they were all very dedicated and very responsible for themselves. Yes. So I was very, very impressed. Yeah, they did have a very supportive family, so I noticed. Very supportive families, which sometimes you go, wow, it's... <laughs> Yeah, their family, their wives would go above and beyond. <laughs> but either way, they put a lot of effort into it. And it showed. It worked for them. They made the stage. Some of them, of course, were not successful. But they still they still put the hard yards in. And I think it was the... F- when I watched it, it was the fourth place. The guy who got fourth place, he was so happy with his, his positioning. And you could see... Whatever you could, you didn't go through his story, but you could see whatever um, obstacles he went through just to be on the stage of, of this Mister Olympia stage itself was was like, a win. Like yeah, like I would respect anyone. Well, I do respect anyone that gets up on stage because that's been years of hard work, dedication, dieting, looking after yourself. So big respect to anyone that gets up there on stage. Like the same thing that I have for anyone that, that steps onto the onto the tatami onto the ring, onto the cage. Big respect to anyone that goes out there and does it because it's a very, very scary thing and you are there on your own. That's right. It's not a team sport. You are there on your own. If you lose, it's you. If you win, it's you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So to right. me, whether you lose, whether you win, you're a champion for anything that you do because it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of a lot of sort of guts of giving it a go. Like uh, I think it was just yesterday that I tried my first, uh, my first uh, lesson in this uh in this new program latino burn <laughs> welcome <laughs> I got the beginning you know it's something new something that i've never done before i was a bit intimidated i didn't know what to expect but yeah i gave it a go and i said you know what let's find out what this is all about let's give it a go i did look a, a bit like a fool to begin with <laughs> well you know trying to find my feet but at the end you know i ended up having fun and ending up 
learning a little bit more about this program and learning about how my body reacted to it. I thought this would have been a lot more easier and I thought it would have been a breeze, but it wasn't. It ended up being hard work, which I was very, very impressed. I think it's the whole concept of just giving it a go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I believe that you know, life is way too short to be sitting on the sideline as an spectator, at least once in your life. A spectator? Yeah. A spectator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I expect ice cream. <laughs> you make fun of my writing I can make fun of your speaking well yeah I believe that life is too short to, that, to do that to just be as a viewer I think at least once in your life you should go out there and give it a go give something a go with your whole heart and try no and go for it, it passionately yeah it can be anything just try it what have you got to lose at least you tried it you went out there you gave it a go you have another story to tell about what? You have no word. I'm saying, oh. if, you go out there, if you give it a go, you have another story to tell. Something else that happened to you. I think that, you know, your life should be judged not on your successes, but on the experiences that you had. You need to make your life memorable. Correct. See, the issue that with that is most people have this fear that if they don't, if let's say if they try something, and you don't get that wind, whatever the, whatever is defined as a wind. Let's say I want to knit this quilt. Uh, do you even knit quilts? Whatever you do with quilts, you build a <laughs> quilt. I don't know, whatever it is. And I don't have time to finish it, and I have failed in my whatever it is. And they see that failure as a, as a personal shortcoming. So something that defines your self-worth. Let's say, for instance, you know, when I had a fight. And I didn't win my fight. And most of the time we're taught that winning is the only way. A lot of us forget that, hold on a sec, to get into this whole field, whatever you're doing, whether you're learning a new skill or a new language, let's say you're not fluent in the language. Hey, you know a lot more of this language than most people do. And you've gone out there, you've given it a go, you've made the effort to actually to take in new information Either way, you have a whole source of new information. It may not be perfect. That's fine. But you have something. And it's it's sort of why, well, with me learning Thai. You know, I'll, I'll practice my Thai and then I'll go to the restaurant and I'll say something to the, the lady there and they'll speak back to me and I'll have absolutely no idea what's going on. But I still tried. <laughs> and hey, at least I know a few more words than, than most non-Thai speakers. I hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I just remember something that, uh, that they, I think it was the Dalai Lama that he said last time that he was here in Sydney and I went to check it out. And it was the fact that one of the biggest mistakes that we do as humans is that we believe that we have time. That's when in right. reality, we do not have time. Our time keeps on getting shorter, shorter and shorter. So you just need to go out there, give it a go. Mm. See what you can do. There's nothing as failing. There's either, like when they're saying fighting, there's either winning or learning. But there's no I losing. was just going to say the same thing. But Great there's no lives. losing. Yeah, but there's no losing. So you know what? Get, get, get out there. Be passionate. Try something new. Try something that you know, you've always wanted to do. Mm. Give it a go. Hey, we're running out of time, so we should summarize some of the main points or main little bits of advice that we've given today. 
Just so everyone remembers amongst all that drivel what we've been talking about. So, what was the first one? We went over... You know, you know, what is it? No, I was just going to say, uh, if you need to replay a podcast, feel free. You know where to find us. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. And that's it. See you there, guys. <laughs> <laughs>